Hey babes, welcome to the podcast. It's Emily and Abigail. And today we have our special guest, Tati. Tati. Hi, Tati. Hi. (laughs) So today we are having her on talking about New Year, new habits. We are super excited. She is someone I look up to. Um, Personally, she always gets on to me. She's Auntie Tati. (laughs) (laughs) Always. Um, If you know her, you know she is like an auntie. So we're just going to start off asking you some questions and everything, okay? All right. All right. So number one, um, you just graduated with your associate's degree, right? Yes, I did. Yes, as one should. <laughs> as one should. Super exciting. So while graduating with your associates and moving into like honestly like this new season of your life, what habits can you look back on and see like those helped you in reaching like a goal you had or like in reaching like something like in the future or something like that? I would say one of the biggest habits that I did was constantly looking back on what God has done before because I know people say like forgive and forget, but like I constantly look back on it because it reminds me that even though he's done it before, he can still do it again. Mm. So looking back on everything that he has done before helps me and not only helps me with like continuing, but helps me with obedience as well. Because I can remember times where I was obedient to God and he was faithful to me. Hmm. And then when those times come up again where I have to learn how to be obedient in that season again, I can be like, oh, yeah, God did this before. Mm -hmm. So if I be obedient this time, then he'll still be faithful and still, you know, be God. Like he stays true to his promises. Yeah. That's so good. So, 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 so good. Do you want to ask the next one? I mean, yeah. So also along with just getting your associates um and like god being a part of that how also like in school in general what are some like general habits you had like did you have a certain routine that you did or a calendar that you stuck by or like how did you manage service because i know you're very involved in our college ministry and how did you manage also school and discipleship and just being able to navigate all those different parts in life i'm a well schedule driven person (laughs) kind of bad like I put everything on a schedule but um the one thing I did do was prioritize things that were more Mm. important than others that's good I realized that the work that I was doing for God was more important than what I was doing any other place and sometimes I kind of got bad because I would do like the work for God and then forget school and I'm like <laughs> I'll be there too <laughs> like you got to remember your schoolwork Tati like yeah. I would put like discipleship and everything before God but it's it's my it shows my heart right yeah so I really wasn't like bothered by that but then I would notice like your grades are slipping like okay you got to prioritize <laughs> but I'm a very scheduled person so I put everything on a schedule and I just make sure that I continuously be checking on that schedule because it's mm-hmm. easy for me to say yes to certain things right and then I look at my schedule and be like oh I double booked myself so yeah paying attention actually starting a schedule and putting stuff on a schedule is important but also remembering to look at that schedule because you don't want to be a person that says yes to everything when God is like I need you to say no right now because I'm doing something else that's behind good. the scenes oh that's yeah. so good yeah so, yeah yeah, yeah. That's, that's awesome checking that's awesome. it and also making a schedule because making a schedule helps you remember yeah you don't want to not have a schedule and then you have a meeting one day and you forget that meeting and that and god planned that meeting for you to be there right but Mm -hmm. since you didn't put it on a schedule or prioritize it 
it seemed less important when right. it has a lot of value that's wherever good. room or wherever place he was taking you. Oh, that's so Dang. good. That's, that's so good. good. So like, um, what in your daily life, I'm assuming that you have like daily devotional to keep you rooted in the word. Cause obviously navigating all that stuff can become overwhelming. So I guess, yeah. how did you not become drained doing all of that? Yeah. When you're doing the work of God, you never get drained. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's something I've noticed. You get drained doing everything else, but when God is placing stuff in your life, you never get drained. Um, I do have a daily devotional. I read my Bible every morning and I try to read it at night sometimes. I do have a baby sister, so that's a little <laughs> bit hard. But she's so cute. Oh my goodness. I love her. She's adorable. God's gonna use her so much. <laughs> but I do have a um daily Bible time in the morning and I take as much time as I need to. I never put God on the limit. So I make sure that I I went from there's one big habit that I did. I went from waking up any time of day to waking up at a certain time so that I can have enough time to read my Bible. Because there's Mm -hmm. some days I'll read my Bible for an hour and there's some days where God is really speaking to me and I'll read my Bible for three hours. But I give God that time to read for three hours. And then like you like pre-schedule like the timing and everything. So yes. that way you have that time. So you're not rushed with everything else. Right. You're able to give that time to him. Yeah. And then another thing is I don't touch my phone. Mm-hmm. I get up. I, of course I look at the time, like to turn off the alarm. But other than that, my phone is somewhere else. It's usually in my bathroom, a different part of my room. So mm-hmm. it takes me a moment to get there. But other than that, I don't touch my phone. I give God that time in the morning. And after that, I literally say, okay, I'm waking up at eight and then I won't be able to touch my phone until 11. Even if I'm finished reading my Bible, giving God his time and stuff like that, I don't touch my phone unless it's something important because we can live without it. Yeah. Yeah. That's something that I've learned this whole year. Like we can live without our phones. We can go without it. We can take a moment and put our phones away because the moments that we're in are the moments that we see right now. And Mm -hmm. we can't continue to live those moments through our phone because we're missing everything else that's around us. But yeah, I section off that time with God and I don't touch my phone and I discipline myself when I do find myself touching my phone or something like that. Yeah. I'm like, okay, you can't have your phone till this time or you have to do this and do this, do this. And you can't have your phone, keep it in your purse, leave it in the car, do whatever you need to do because you're missing out on so much because you're so in your phone. That's good. That's so, so good. That's so true. And that even goes into like, even like, cause our audience, obviously like it's believers and unbelievers, but that even goes into like, you know, an unbelievers perspective as well is like setting like those healthy, like, no, let me wake up in the morning. Let me like have like my self care routine, like before. And then right. obviously like for all of us, it's definitely like reading the Bible and stuff. But yeah. even for them, it's like, you know, just focus on like the positive things, you know, all of that. And then, and then start your day. Cause then that helps you mentally even to just like kind of reset before you start like a full busy day and everything like that as well yeah which is super super awesome so with that schedule and stuff have you I mean obviously you've seen like an improvement in like your time with God and everything but has that opened even the door to like you hearing like the Lord more and like even like how has setting that time apart even influenced like your relationships and friendships and stuff like that So it definitely has helped with hearing God's voice Mm -hmm. because, you know, 
being completely like open and out there. When we read our Bible, sometimes we get thoughts that are impure or thoughts that are like, I need to do this. I need to do that. So when I notice that I do that while I'm reading my Bible, I have like a sticky note or something. And I just write that down. Because then later on, after wow. I read my Bible, I'll go to and be like, okay, God, this is your time. After this, this is what I need to handle. That's smart. So it definitely helped with hearing him. Also, it it gets you that time to just sit down and stop and listen. Mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest thing for me. I have a hard time with sitting down and just saying, Tati, don't talk. Don't do this. Don't touch your phone. Just sit down and listen. Like, yeah. And that's so hard for a person who is always going, but it's so important as well because you could sit back and go throughout your day and, but you'll miss something that God literally put right there in front of your face yeah, and you won't notice that. Like there's times where when I first started learning this, actually I would get home and I would sit in my car for a few minutes before I go in my house and I would talk to God and I'd be like, God, is there anything today that I said that was not, that didn't give you glory? Is there anything that I did that didn't give you glory? And he would reveal those things to me. And wow. he would literally sit there and say, like, you have to sit and you have to stop. You have to pay attention and wow. listen and see what I'm showing you. Mm-hmm. Because I'm a person where I'll be in front of this beautiful painting, but I'll be so close that I can only see one detail. Wow. And God's like, step back. There's mm-hmm. such a bigger picture. Wow. That's such like, an analogy. Wow. Right. The moments That's that I so do good. that, I'm like, God, this painting is so beautiful. And even though I was so close to it, yeah. that little one spot was beautiful. But if you step back and you look at the full picture, it's like you were doing all of this behind the scenes. But wow. I allowed what I was doing, my emotions, me continue to wow. go that yeah. I didn't get to see that. And hmm. when you realize that you didn't get to see it, you're like, dang, God. I miss that. And then it makes wow. you think about like, I don't want to miss it again. Right. So let me step back and actually pay attention. Right. So hearing him really helped with doing all of those. And also with friends, I gained a lot of friends that I needed. Because mm-hmm. mm. I, I, I'm a self, I like to self-analyze every single day. And so <laughs> that's, that's my thing. I always sit back and be like, okay, God, what did I do today? That was not good. That was not right. Yeah. But with growing friends, I think we live in a society where it's like, I don't need you. Like, we don't need that. Mm-hmm. We don't need that's that. Good. Yeah. But I'm a person where I'm like, I need you. Like, you helped me through this. You right. helped me through that. And I don't have a problem with saying that. I don't have a problem with saying I actually need you in my life. So yeah. when... God took me through that whole thing of like letting go of old friends that I was trying to hold on to. And he sent me friends. He took you through pruning season. Definitely did. Wow. He was literally telling me like, it's kind of like tithing. You know, Mm -hmm. we try to hold on to that 10%, Mm -hmm. but we never look at the other 90% that he gave us. And so like, I was trying to hold on to that 10% of those friends that I had that I know I didn't need it. Wow. And that's the thing. We know we don't need it, but we try to hold on to it. Right. And so when I finally let it go, God showed me a group of friends that accept me and mm-hmm. are great examples of him. And not only that, he showed me that the things that I did with those friends that were not giving him any glory, I can do that in a different way with those wow. friends that he sent me. That's right. so Like good. partying and all this other stuff. I, Christians, we have parties and they're so fun. 
and they're not the same. Like I never was a smoker or a drinker, but all my other friends were. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I it was never just the atmosphere, even of just being around that yes. and stuff. Yeah. And I've, and even with me not being a smoker or a drinker, I still notice that like you don't need those things to right. yeah. have fun. And my Christian friends showed me that they showed me that you don't need to drink to enjoy yourself you don't need to smoke to enjoy yourself you don't need to be around these things to have fun yeah you can have fun but also give the glory to god in that situation so me doing those things and those schedules and incorporating my friends because community is important without community your it life is hard yeah it's like what it says in the bible like you can do stuff on your own by itself, but it takes another person to help you because once you fall, mm-hmm. that person can be there to pick you right. up. And yeah. if you don't have that community. And the enemy attacks when you isolate yourself. Definitely mm-hmm. does. He definitely attacks when you you're, you choose to be by yourself. He sends you all these emotions, all these thoughts, all these things. And when you start to read your Bible, you start to know that those things do not align up with God, which shows that it is the enemy. But when yeah. you have those friends and you become vulnerable and you'd mm-hmm. be like, I know for me, my biggest part of my testimony was impurity mm-hmm. and finding a accountability partner was so important. Finding somebody That's to good. be like, I'm feeling these days. I want to go out and do this and do that. And then pouring out to you saying that the Lord is going to help you through this, praying for you and all this stuff. It made you, it motivates wow. you more to continue to walk that walk of purity. Yeah. Not yeah. only that, having your friends be that example without right. them even knowing that they're that example. That's so good. Like you get to sit it's back so and powerful. watch them. It's yeah. like, so powerful. And it all watching. starts from the daily habit of being in your word. It definitely does. It changes your heart without you even knowing. Yeah. And that's the beauty of It changes it from it. the inside out. That's literally what we kind of like talked about yeah. with Kevin and everything. And literally what we had a conversation about. Yeah. What, two days ago (laughs) literally two days ago yeah i was feeling super isolated and i was like i just want to i literally told my mom i was like i want to just move to a cabin and just live there by myself and that's it and And then i facetimed her for four hours and then like literally for four hours and just that that time of vulnerability you don't realize it when you're in the moment sometimes yeah Yeah. but the enemy really will come in when you're when you're when you just feel like it's just stress but then it's not just stress. Right, it's right. let me let me add stress, let me add depression, let me add anxiety, let right. me add mm-hmm. all these other things on top of it, and then it's all masked with oh I'm just I'm just stressed. I just need a moment to myself, and then right. like that's when you like you don't want to talk to anyone, right. you want to close yourself off, you don't want to go to your word, you literally just want to hibernate. That's what and the it's like you to do. hold on, no, that doesn't line up with God's word, yeah, that's and that's so why it's so important to be disciplined right. when you're in your word to know like to kind of give yourself that wake up like no, actually that's not that's not from God, so I'm going to choose yeah. to do this even though it doesn't agree like with my flesh. Yeah it's still biblical yeah. and everything like that. I think that was like something like they yeah. mentioned at like passion or passion, something. One of them right. said, it's not natural, but it's biblical. Right. If the That's Bible so does this, if we see the disciples coming together in community and we see constant times in the church and constant times of really pouring into each other, then why wouldn't we do it too? Right. It yeah. may not be what the world does, but we're called to be the lights of the world and not like the world, not mm-hmm. natural. You know, it's biblical. Yeah. And yeah. I would say one another habit that I did gain was speaking those scriptures out. 
Yes. Because I noticed that when you read Power your Bible, word. right, the That's more you so read your true. Bible, the more you remember it. Right. And there's times where like the joy of reading your Bible is beautiful because when I read my Bible, God is interpreted in a different way for me. Like I right. need God. I need God to be a little bit more like Tati, you know, you're not supposed to do that. Don't do that. Or you saw that you did that wrong. Let me show you how to do it. I need him to be more like aggressive and on top. I can't do the, oh, well, Tati, you know, that was not right. I need to be, no, get yourself together. Get up. Let's go. And everyone's different. Right. Exactly. And he you so directly. So when I read my Bible and I remember things, I find myself laughing at the <laughs> devil because i'm like you really just tried that but my god said this i did it like two days ago at work because like when you when you live a life in impurity it's hard mentally and there's random times where i get impure thoughts right and i'm like oh no not today satan like you gotta go and there's times where i'll sit there like i did it at work and i, I kind of got caught it's kind of funny but i'm <laughs> sitting at the register and i just got done taking order of a guy who was of course was very handsome and an impure thought came to me and like instantly a scripture came to me wow and i'm like satan you are so funny like this is crazy <laughs> like you think this is gonna work You're it's really right. not i got the and word I'm, of god in my heart right and i constantly say with certain things like that like that's one of god's creations yeah wow. he's a beautiful creation but that's God's creation. Wow. And I can't look that at him. That was made in the image of God. Right. Yeah. I can't look at him in my own fleshly desires. I have to look at him the way that God sees him from God's lens. Oh, that's, that's so good. Wow. And I constantly do that every single time I have an impure thought about a, a guy. Because I have to remember my time will come. And that mm-hmm, time yeah. where God brings a person where he's like, okay, I have taken care of this person. I will continue to take wow. care of this person. But I, I need you to also assist as well. And that's when I'm like, God, you really want me to be a part of this creation's life. Wow. And so I think that's a beautiful thing. So there's times where since I read my Bible every day, I'm throwing scriptures out there and I'm literally laughing at the enemy because I'm like, you tried. Not today. Yeah. Yeah. He just the word is a double-edged sword Mm -hmm. you know like you're able to be like nah this ain't what my god say so i'm not gonna believe that and i think it's really cool because it seems like when you're in your work consistently like you said you're seeing from the lens of jesus you're seeing from a different perspective you're seeing everything and being like oh that's god's creation and there's so much importance in that but that doesn't come until we discipline ourselves right you know i remember our our college pastor he talks Mm -hmm. about it all the time he's like when i first started reading my bible i still had impure thoughts coming to my head when i was reading but it took the discipline and the time and then i saw him start to speak and then the words came to life and then they came to defend the enemy and then they came to where i could bring him up in conversations you know yeah Yeah. it's the consistency yeah and the devil is scary he's very scary of god and what he can do like there was a the month of my birthday my birthday is may 20th and the devil was really on me heavy about sexual impurity and all these nasty thoughts and stuff and i was currently at work i literally had to walk out of work and paste in a hallway and constantly throw scriptures out and wow. I'm just walking back. I didn't care who was around. Multiple people passed me and I look like I'm talking to myself, but I'm literally fighting with everything in me with scripture. It's spiritual warfare at wow. that it point. Really it's is really spiritual so warfare. Strong, yeah. Wow. But those those scriptures help me. And if I wasn't in my word, I I'm weak without That's it. So good. Mm-hmm. So if I don't have my word, 
I would not have been able to fight that battle. I would wow. not have been able to sit here and say that I'm literally coming up on one year purity on the 25th. Like, wow. it's come, come on. God now. is just Let's so go. good. So <laughs> reading your Bible is so, so, so important. And it's so key because without reading your Bible, you don't know how he speaks. You don't hear him. You don't understand. That's so good. You would, you wouldn't understand if it was the enemy or if it was God, because you don't read your word, reading wow. your word lets you know how God speaks. And mm, once yep. you know how he speaks, that's when you're like, okay, God, this came from you. Or you could be like, Satan, you tried it today. God, handle this man. Somebody get him out of here. <laughs> Somebody, <laughs> drag <him. laughs> Somebody drag him. Somebody drag him. Oh my right. gosh. So then like also with that, like obviously like talking about like the Bible and like consistency and that, that has obviously like been a huge impact in you. Are there other habits like, you know, besides reading the Bible that has really like, you know, that consistency helped you like mentally, like with school and things like that? Like what are some other habits, you know, that also like really helps, you know, like with consistency, with obedience, like what are just like small things that really help influence the bigger things? Yes. Mm -hmm. So I don't really consider them habits. I mm-hmm. really consider them um, boundaries. Mm. Um, even though they are small, they hold so much value. Wow. Mm-hmm. So um, one boundary that I did was no phone after nine o'clock. If it if I had to be on my phone, it only could be a girl. Mm-hmm. No guys after that time. Um, staying out. I came home at a certain time every single night. I couldn't be out past a certain time. Um, Vulnerability. I chose people that I forced myself to be open with Mm -hmm. because vulnerability breaks so many chains. Mm -hmm. So I had to learn how to do that and be okay and content with the fact that I just gave this person information Mm. and I had to be kind of like trust God that they would keep that information and do what was right with it. Um, What else did I do? Is there anything like school, like boundaries or like habits and stuff like that? Like at school, I never hugged guys. Mm -hmm. It was always a high five. I um, set aside time in between classes to um, prioritize homework and stuff like that. I was a student who did things ahead of time because I knew that when it came to stuff for me to do for God, I wanted to make sure that I did it. I wasn't pushing it aside because mm-hmm. I had to do homework and stuff like right. that. So I did things ahead of time in between classes. Um, and a, I forgot about this. One thing I always did in class was I always stood up for my Lord and Savior. That's mm. one of the things I always did. Wow. There was a class where they talked about how Hobby Lobby, which is a Christian based store, mm-hmm. didn't sell birth control. And so they were talking about my Lord and Savior like he wasn't in the room. And I was like, wait, hold on. Calm down. <laughs> what you're not going to do is what? talk hold about. Hold on. Right. Talk about my God like that. And I'm like, well, and I had to literally explain to them how marriage and sex and all this stuff is important to God. It's a covenant. Yeah. And to be honest, I had to break down my wall of vulnerability in front of a whole bunch of people and explain, like I went through this and now because of the consequences of me not knowing and not abiding by God, I have to go through this. 
because he's teaching me he's molding me so that Mm. i can tell somebody else or lead somebody else who's going through the same thing so i had to sit back and be like you know what hobby lobby yeah there's a christian story and they're not giving out birth control but these are the reasons why like these are times where if you're reading your Bible, you know that God doesn't want you doing those things mm-hmm. because it's a covenant. Like he it's it's really important that he tells us not to do those things because of the consequences that come with it. Yeah, and so, it's a protection. There it really yeah. is. Like we It's, it's not like a, a hindrance, it's a freedom in the protection that he gives you. That freedom is literally so free. Like mm-hmm. once you like if you were a person who fell into that and then now you're walking it out and you're learning how to do it with God, you notice how freeing it is. It's not free where yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, I can go out and I could do anything. And da, da, da. It's free as in like, I'm doing this and look how much I've changed mentally, emotionally, wow. physically, how I can do this now instead of doing this, how like he literally changes your perspective about things like that. Mm-hmm. Wow. So there were times where I had to be like, pause my lord and savior yeah uh, yeah it's time to defend because what you're not gonna do is try to butcher his word or try to change his character when his character never changes and so i had to stand up in my classes and there were times where you know i really did not care there would be (laughs) even about covid like oh my i had to stand up for myself about covid because i was the only student in my class who didn't wear my mask yeah and my teacher, me and my teacher kind of got into it and we were talking about why I don't wear a mask. And I'm like, well, to be honest, it, this may sound harsh, but it's real. Your death date is already appointed to you. So wow. like for you to wear a mask and live your life in fear, knowing that whatever day God has set for you to leave this earth has already been destined. What's the point? If I was to die, if God had my death day for tomorrow, that's my death day, whether I wear a mask or not. So I'm going to walk around here in freedom and not be so scared of COVID and stuff like that. Yeah, of course, if you have like health issues and stuff, that's important. That's Take wisdom. Take precautions for it. Yeah, wisdom to wear your wisdom. mask. But like, I'm not about to live my life in fear when God literally says your death day is this day. And I don't know it, but he knows it. So for me to live my life in fear, I just, I'm not a mask person. I know that one day. I'm going to die and live this and leave this earth. But I don't think I think people forget that the most important part about leaving earth is knowing where you're going. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. you can sit here and be in fear and be like, oh, my gosh, COVID this. But I'm more worried about my eternal life than me dying. I could die tomorrow and be content with that because I've lived the life God has called me to live. So me knowing that I'm going into heaven there's no need to fear death because I'm going to, I'm finally going to get the chance to see God. Yeah. So I had to stand up for myself a lot of times in my class. And there were times where the students were like, Oh my gosh, don't ask this question. Cause you know, Tati has an answer. And I'm like, (laughs) no, I don't have an answer, but the Lord has an answer for you, sir. And I'm going to share it. So I had to stand up for myself a lot in my classes because my beliefs were so different. My perspective was so different. And there's times where students came up to me and talked to me about it. And I'm like, this is how I feel. I always bring it back to the word if I knew it. Keyword, if I knew it. I don't know the whole Bible. I've never read the whole Bible. But if there was a, a Bible scripture that I can reference, I'll pull it out and yep. talk to them about it. Um, If I didn't have one, I just led by what I already knew. But 
I had to led fight for myself. Spirit. Led yes. by the spirit That's in that. So yeah. In my experiences, I'm not going to sit here and talk on something that I don't know about. If right. I don't know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you that God loves you. Yeah. yeah. He wants what's best for you. Come on. And so those were, if I didn't know the answer, that's that was always my answer, that wow. he loves you. And he yeah. shows that to you every single day. He gives you that breath to wake up and do what you need to do. That's, so that's so amazing. Yeah. Fighting for myself in class was a daily thing. <laughs> Well, I think Fighting there's, for the Lord. there's also just like such a boldness when you realize, like, I think like pastor always says, it's like, you know, we're always like, especially in foundations, like we're just passing through. Oh, we're just so passing good. through. And like, I think the more, especially Christians, like the more that we embrace, like, no, we're passing through at some point we are going to die. We don't know that day, but at some point we are. There's such a boldness though that comes with that because it's like we don't know if our death day is tomorrow. Like right. you said, we don't know if it's tomorrow. Right. So walking in that boldness comes from that one day. I know the first time I heard it, I was like, I knew that, but like, but you didn't process it. Right. I now, I now really it hit know. Like I really yeah. know that now. And having that confidence because before I wouldn't have had confidence to like stand up in front of my class and like go head to head with my teacher like at all but once you realize like you're not here forever right you're here only for a short period of time like in the span in the big picture of things in the big painting of things we're only here for a little bit walk in that boldness that the lord gives you yeah what are you doing while you're here exactly and like all of that i think that's so cool and that's that goes back to like walking in obedience yeah to what like god has called you to do yeah and stuff like that like it's just it's so good so crazy so um is there any other that you can think of like the biggest habit in your life that you think is the most important like obviously you said like reading your bible and everything but like to to, like close out what's i guess you know actually let me rephrase that let me ask you a different question what's the best piece of advice that you've gotten that has helped influence your relationship with christ wow the best piece of advice that helped me was actually, it actually came from my leader, Tony. And she said, we have to learn how to be a student of the season that we are in now. Wow. Oh, wow. That good. And that when so good. she spoke that to me, cause the season that I was in at that moment, I was like, I don't know how to know what to do. And I'm confused and stuff like that. Don't get me wrong. Us Christians, we're, we're all, we, we're going to continue to be confused and stuff like that. That's not why we follow Christ. We follow Christ because we know and we can, we know that we can trust in him to do what he says he's going to do. And so when she so- said that to me, I was like, all right, I'm going to be a student. <laughs> and the key thing about the word student is learning. You have to mm-hmm. learn. You have to sit down and learn when you're a student in class not only sit down and learn, but you have to sit down, learn and listen That's because so you can't good. talk. So good. You can't talk while the teacher's talking because you're, you're not, not going to hear. Thing. So when she said that, I broke that whole thing down. Be a student. Okay. Students learn. Students attend. They get up and they get there. Students are quiet. They listen. Students have homework. God gives us I call it homework, but God gives us assignments that he wants us to do every single day, Wow! whether yeah. we want to do it or not. And not only that, with those Ooh, assignments, you have to turn on. them in. Yeah. You have to turn them in with those assignments that God gives you. You're not technically turning them in, but you're like, okay, did I do what God called me to do? Did I finish what he told me to do? Or did I jump from place to place and do my own agenda? Wow. That's so did good. anything get done? 
So with being a student, you have to learn how to sit back and listen and do what you're called to do and do those assignments or do what God tells you to do. Not only being a student means like listening. When you're a student in a classroom, take math class. There's going to be other students in those classes that ask for help. Mm-hmm. And if you're not being obedient to what God's calling you to do, and he may be calling you to do that stuff to help somebody else in that season. That student needs the help. Yeah. Like if you understand he's calling you to help another student in that class, but you can't help another student if you're not going to be a student of that season that you're in. Cause if you sit there and you're in that season and you're trying to jump from season to season to season, somebody's going to approach you who needed that season that you neglected. And since you neglected it, you can't help them. And God's like, I was trying to use you for this. And you jumped from season to season. So learning how to be in that season and also sitting back and asking, okay, God, what are you trying to teach me? Mm. Not everything is about I'm disciplining you or I'm trying to, um, I'm giving you consequences for what you did. God's probably trying to teach you something. So for another season that yeah. you may have like three seasons later, right. he's probably preparing trying to, you now for future seasons. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think that's very powerful. Like being content in that season that he has given you so that not only you can learn for yourself, but also teach someone else, help someone else get through it. A lot of the stuff that we do for God is not for our own benefit. It's for other people. That's so good. good. And I just recently learned that sometimes you're you're growing spiritually for the benefit of somebody else. Because you have to sit back and you have to think like, God, this may not relate to me. Like, why is this going on? for in my life yeah but then next thing you know someone comes up and like hey I'm going through this I'm going through that and I'm like okay God you just taught me this so let me teach somebody else and that's the big thing about being a Christian it's not being selfish with what God has given you because God was not selfish with his son at all come on he literally gave his son for us and that salvation and that all that other stuff it's meant to be shared. It's not meant to be for ourselves because we can't wow. go to the grave with that stuff because we didn't do God's will, which is to go uh-huh. out. God literally went out and told everyone. He didn't just tell certain people. Right. He told everybody and it was wow. our choice. Wow. So being a student in that season is very important because you don't want to miss what he's trying to teach you. Or he may be trying to teach it to you for the benefit of somebody else's salvation, the benefit of somebody else's getting closer to God and becoming a part of the family and his daughter or his son. Everything's not about us. And we live in a society where everything's so selfish that we don't sit back and be like, Lord, that wasn't for me. That was for somebody else. But once you get into the move of like learning that, like God speaking to you for the benefit of others, sometimes it is for you. Sometimes you'll be talking to somebody and you'll be like, God, that was good. But then you sit back and you be like, dang, that was for me too. Yeah. And yeah. even though I'm going through it, right. God's like, I spoke that through you, but I spoke it for you as well. And sometimes it takes you hearing it from yourself to be like, I need to apply that as yeah. well. Yeah. So being That's realistic so with yourself as well is important as being in that season. Because if you don't be realistic with yourself, right. you won't never grow. You won't never mm-hmm. see the fact wow. that there's parts, pieces in your life that you need to learn how to get through or you need to like better understand yeah you know because you can't sit there and not 
be self-reflect on yourself. It's like when they say you looking at the speck of somebody in someone else's eye when you haven't looked at yourself. Mm. Right. Mm. And so it's, it relates to that. Like you have to sit back and look at yourself and be like, okay, Tati, what did you do wrong in this situation? What can you change? How can you grow? What do you need to do with that person to help each other? It's It's not like, Oh, you need to change. You need to do this. You need to do that. When God's like, some of those things you said for them, you need to apply to yourself. And I think that's, the God that we serve. Yeah. He reveals his self to us. He reveals ourselves to us and he reveals others to us so that we may help them. Wow. So, That's so being good. a student in a season wow. and self-reflecting are two things Drop that I, mic. I've learned. That wow. is, wow. That's some great habits right there. Wow. And I'm, I'm like, okay, what do I need to go look at? It's not, it's and it's good. not easy. It's not, it's not easy, easy at all, but it's, it's, it's worth, worth it. it. Mm-hmm. And you hear that a lot in church, but until you start walking it out, it's like, yeah, God, that was really worth, worth it. it. Like, and right. it's, it's not easy. I think one thing that us Christians do is we stop being relatable. Mm-hmm. And when we stop being relatable, we forget that we went through this. We went right. through that. Like, I would never, ever, ever forget that I fell in impurity for two years. Yeah. Because that shows everything that God shows in the Bible that he can use anyone to do anything. Right. No matter what you went through, no matter what you did, no matter what you said, you are still able to be used. And that's the beauty of being a son or a daughter of the king. Cause yeah. you are used in many, many ways. And wow. so good. That's, I don't know. That brings me so much joy to know yeah. that even though I fell for two years, God's like looking down from heaven, like, Oh yeah, that girl who fell in impurity. I want her. I want to use her. Let's wow. use her. And it's like, people can sit there and be like, I've never been through anything or anything like that, but God's still going to use you. He still mm-hmm. wants to use you, but he's going to use those things that you're trying to hide. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. That brings so much joy to me to know that even though I fell for two years, I'm still, God still sees me worthy enough to be used in many multiple ways that I never thought he would use me. I never thought I would ever be used. And I would sit there and be like, okay, God, like I want to do stuff for your kingdom. I want to be used. And God's literally like, well, how can you be used if you have so much unforgiveness in your heart? How can you be used if you're continuing to live in the sins that I'm calling you out? I've been calling you out of for years. I've been wanting to use you for years. I've told you plenty of times, stop with the relationships. You don't need a relationship right now. The only relationship you need is the one with me. Wow. But you don't want to give it up. (laughs) And once you give it up, you're like... I should have did this years ago. <laughs> I should have done the best decision of my life. I, right. I feel like right. it's such like a domino effect too. Cause I feel like, like you said, it's the first step of obedience that turns into just a domino effect of all the blessings and all the lessons that you end up learning. But right. you have to take that first step in order to get those. The dominoes aren't going to fall unless you knock the first one over. Come on. If you good. don't knock that first boundary down, if you don't knock that first wall down, how are you expecting to have all this freedom and this road ahead that's completely open for him to use you if you're right. not if you're not opening it up right. for him to use? Like, you know, like, yes, he's, he's the almighty king, but he gives us free will and he gives you the choice to choose yes god i'm gonna open myself up to you and right. be used as a vessel for you right or you can turn the other way and right. that's i think a part two that like church doesn't talk about is like you know you have the choice 
and such a choice like you have such a choice and it's up to you whether you're gonna choose to turn away from everything else and bow down at the feet of the cross and be like listen here i am let me die to myself make myself a dead vessel and you come fill me because Mm i am nothing without you like i really am nothing without you and like that's a that's something just like hearing like what you said like i literally just like get a picture of like all these dominoes and i'm just like wow it's so powerful especially for our generation i feel like right you have to take that first step no matter what you're doing you have to take that first step step is important because if you don't and you're expecting 20 feet down to happen without taking the first step you're just going to be disappointed not only that you'll have to reverse and go back you will have to deal with things that you've never dealt with yeah and i just want to say to anyone who's listening to this podcast that whatever god's calling you to be obedient to do it it's the most amazing thing. And while she was saying that, I literally thought of something that the moment I started to give up relationships and gain a relationship with God, I literally had a boyfriend at the time. And like, we were both laying in the same bed and God spoke that to me. And I pondered it over for mm. a few days. And I was like, okay, God, is this really you? And I kept like thinking about it. And I know it's God because he constantly tells me every mm-hmm. single day. And I decided to be obedient to God for once. And I met with my boyfriend at the time. And I said, you know what? I can't do this anymore. And I literally explained to him why. But I couldn't explain to him why. Because mm. I didn't know. So I'm literally sitting there. It was just that there. gut feeling that you right. had. You're like, I'm trying to explain this feeling that I have. But I right. don't understand it. But I don't right. understand it. But I know it's true. And I know it's right. So right. I'm going to tell you about it. And then you do with that information. Right. As and you I please. literally had to sit there and be like, I can't do this anymore. God is telling me to break this relationship off. And mm. he's sitting there. And one thing I do want to point out is that when you're speaking to other people and you begin to devote your life to God and change and stuff like that, not everyone will understand. And not everyone will. I felt that in that moment. And I'm like, God's telling me to do this. He didn't understand at all, but I still stayed obedient no matter mm. how many nights I had to cry. Cause I did, I had to cry and I'm like, God, why do you want me to do this? Like, why is this so hard? I'm not understanding anything. And God literally kept speaking to me. Oh my gosh. Don't cry. <laughs> God is, he kept speaking to me. He kept saying, hold on. Don't let go. Keep going. Like wow. I have something for you. And wow. I kept going and I kept crying. I kept trying to understand it. And I'm like, God, I don't understand this. Why do you have me? Why do you want me to keep going? And he's like, just hold on. Just keep going. Like, you don't see it right now, but I see everything. And I kept being wow. obedient and I kept going. And I kept like, even though I didn't know what I was doing, I kept going. And yeah. like, I think he was trying to tell me that there's so much more. You're yeah. making me so little Ooh. and I'm way bigger than that. And like wow. when I kept walking into that and I started walking mm. into my purity and stuff, he made me realize that like you were making me so small. It's <laughs> a scripture in Haggai that talks about how like um, you guys are thirsty, but you get something to drink, but you're still thirsty. You get food, but you're still hungry. It's like you're putting stuff in a pocket full of holes. Mm. And when I recently read that, I thought about that. And I'm like, 
I'm literally putting God in a pocket that has holes in it because I'm trying to hold on to him. But he's not. The holes are so big that he's just dropping right out because I'm making him so little. He doesn't go in my pocket. He goes in my heart. And so when I started to realize that and I kept holding on, I'm like, this is what you wanted me to see. And if I would have gave up and not be obedient, who would have known how my life would have been? And the thing about it is that I'm so thankful to God for is that God revealed how my life was going to be through other people if I did not obey him. Wow. Yeah. And even though, yeah, that sounds like it sucks because it had to, like other people had to experience that. But he literally revealed you, my you life learn from other people. Like, yeah. And really, that really, really spoke do. to me. And I'm like, God, I see you like I, I vividly see you right now. And I'm not wow. going to do that. I'm going to listen. And every single time I was obedient, not only did he reward me for that, but I grew. I didn't stay in the mm-hmm. same spot That's spiritually. Good. And I could share that. And I became more vulnerable and open. So if you're listening to this be obedient to whatever he's calling you to do. Cause at this moment, it's not, it doesn't, it's not peaches and cream right now, but at the end it's worth it. He has something for you and don't just come right. And don't just yeah. do it because he has something for you. Do it because other people are watching that are trying to understand, be the example of the Bible that some people only wow. have. And yeah, once so you learn that it's like, why did I ever do those things mm-hmm. to you, God? Like, right. what what was I thinking? What was going on? But yeah. it took me being obedient and breaking up with that boyfriend to be like, God, this is what you wanted. This is where you wanted me to be so that I can do this and I can do that. And you, co- I constantly ask to be used. Yeah. But I am living in sin. Mm-hmm. I'm blinded by sin that I, ca- I literally can't get used. I'm blinded by unforgiveness that I couldn't see anything in that moment where I gave both of those areas to God doors started to open. I joined a life group. I became part of my, um, outreach team for my church. My relationship, my dad has gotten amazing. And I don't know, being obedient opens the doors to a lot of things, even growth. So mm-hmm. be obedient to whatever he's calling you to and just continue to hold on to that rope that he's pulling you because he's mm. he's literally sitting there with open arms every single time we fall and he knows we're gonna fall but it's the fact that we get back up and we go back towards him and run towards him his arms are literally open waiting for you waiting for us yeah and they're never closed yeah. they're literally never closed that's the heart and the that's love so of god that we serve once his right. arms are open for you they're always open he's yeah. just waiting for you come home my daughter come yeah. home my son it's I don't know. That's just so wow. good. Have being a daughter of somebody, being a daughter of someone when you really didn't have your earthly father, but you have yeah. your spiritual yeah. father. Yeah. It means so much. It really does. It's so good. Wow. It, that's wow, wow. All three of us sitting here like, yep, yep. <laughs> literally. Yeah, God that's is just so good. good. God's no, good. It's it's absolutely crazy wow thank you yeah, so much for you. sharing all that, that was like, amazing like that was seriously so like like you were such a woman of god and like for you to just sit here and be able to have to have this conversation with us yeah. and right. like letting us like allowing us to like record this like we just like want to thank you and honor you yeah. because like yeah. 
personally I look up to you so much and just like discipline and like your like personal walk with God like I remember we were uh after the build conference just like spending that night and just seeing the way you carry yourself yeah. you walk with such an authority and like such such a blessing that yeah. like covers your head and everything and just like you really have a nurturing like a, a how do, how do I say that? Nurturing aura about you yeah. or whatever. <laughs> I'm like, that's not the right yeah. word. But like, seriously, you really nurture everyone around you without realizing it. And the words that you just spoke, I know not only pierce like my heart, like so much, like so, yeah. so much, like it's going to just touch so, so, so many, many people, people right? because of the vulnerability you have. Yeah. Right? And I know that you were talking like how that's like been such a journey with you. So we just thank you so much for coming on like the Bay podcast. Yes. Yeah. And just like your words are definitely hitting me and then they're going to hit everyone else. Yeah. I'm like, we never talk about something that doesn't touch us personally. And yeah. everything you said touched you so personally, like the vulnerability that came with it. And same with yeah. us, like everything we, we prepare is like, it touched us personally. It yeah. changed our heart. And we just thank you for like being completely open to yeah. everyone. Yeah. I thank God learning how I literally learned how to, I went from fighting against God to fighting with God. That's and good. that right yeah. there is what changes. Mic wow. drop right there. Wow. Changes it all. So I want to thank God for not letting go of me seeing mm -hmm. right. me through his lens when I didn't see myself in the lens wow. that he saw me. Wow. I, yeah, that's I can't. So good. <laughs> Every single day, that's literally what I do. I literally wow. just thank him for that because without him pulling me out of those two years, that was the darkest season of my life. But yeah. he saw something that I didn't see in myself right. and I'm glad that I get to walk that out. So right. I'm going to continue yeah, to yeah, fight, yeah. Yeah. fight every battle yeah. with God and laugh at the enemy because he's hilarious yeah, and he's funny <laughs> and he's, he's so jokester. scary. He and not tried. only that, with people, you have to remember that like the enemy turns his own people against himself. Mm. and god is with you through everything so while the enemy leaves come on so just remember that when you sit back and you think about who god is and all this other stuff and you think about how like different christians portray him and stuff like that remember to find out for yourself wow don't do things based off what people say because when you do that you're not getting any research or knowledge for yourself right. you have to go out there and try god's way and see how he does it because yeah. don't take someone's word for it do it do it yourself right. figure it out for so yourself scary the scariest coward i've ever seen oh <laughs> and i love it i love that he's scared because one one word one name jesus and he's shaking in his boots so true amen true that amen. so good amen well right. thank you so much again for just coming on this um we're so excited just to share this with you guys um you heard it here first from our warrior friend over here <laughs> literally a warrior um so, so yeah we just want to thank you so much we will see you guys next wednesday we have some more guests for you guys yes. we have a couple um we two are of super, our leaders two of our so leaders exciting. they have poured into us so so much so we are so so ecstatic and pumped ecstatic. i'm 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 pumped i'm pumped <laughs> up for it awesome. so we will see you guys next, next week. week yeah bye yeah. Babe. bye, bye. bye.